From WUSC, I'm Brady Fitzgerald, and this is The Countdown. <laughs> the women's basketball team starts the SEC tournament as the two seed. It is not the one seed, but why is that not a bad thing for this team? The disappointing men's basketball season is coming to a close. What can we expect from their SEC tournament and the end of their season? The men's baseball team is on fire. They swept Clemson last week and has had a great start to their season. And next season, Williams-Brice Stadium will be at full capacity. We talk about how fired up Columbia should be to root for this awesome team. All that coming up on The Countdown. I'm Brady Fitzgerald. I'm back. We're back. It's good to be back. And I'm here with my man, Jay the Man Weaver. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, a little worse. I missed your worse. face, bro. I, I missed your face. I missed us too. This was fun. We're pre-recording. I'm at home. We're on Zoom. But we'll be back in the studio next week. Excited to be back. Uh, and I missed talking about some Columbia sports, so let's get right into it. All right. All right. So the women's basketball team had a had a rocky ending to their to their season. Well, it wasn't but, uh, it wasn't what we had planned. Uh, Brady, say my name's not Tom, but it is <laughs> it is an end to a wonderful SEC conference, a regular season schedule, um, ending the season I believe at nineteen and four. Um, it they wanted it to be better. But they ended up, it uh, wasn't on the best of high notes. But at the end of the season, the regular season, they know that there's no team out there that could beat them. And even though they lost to Texas A&M, it, was, it wasn't uh, something that was detrimental to their future. Because uh, they're going to learn from this just like they learned from Tennessee and they learned from UConn. They know other teams' strengths, and they're going to build off of those off of their strengths to make them even stronger going into the tournament tomorrow. Yes, the tournament starts tomorrow. They are, like we said at the beginning, they're the two seed. Uh, they still get that that buy, so that's nice. But uh, whoever comes in there is going to have to feel the wrath of of Don Staley, of uh, of all these all these wonderful women that are going to put. They're like they're out for vengeance now. This isn't a this isn't a joke anymore, you know. Well, let, let me tell you something, uh, Brady and Gamecock Nation. Let me tell you something. After after the Texas A and M loss, they they didn't do that well, but they left positive. They left with confidence. They shot thirty two percent from the field. Uh, their three point shooting, I don't know what they were doing. They were five for twenty two, but they had to get the the the, the spiders and the, and the webs out, and might as well do it the last game of the season. And they shot 8 for 11 from the free throw line. They need to work on that a little bit. Boston, 11 points, 11 boards. Cook, 15 points. 15 uh, points for Henderson as well. Um, they, they, they didn't do a horrible job. It's just they lost the game in the third quarter uh, when they only scored 8 points to Texas A&M's 19 points. Yes, I was just about to say, this, this game was definitely lost in the third quarter. Um it was sad. It's, I mean, it's sad to see uh, just a quarter like that alone can be detrimental that we can see to this game. And um, one quarter like that, could it ruins everything, you know? It ruins all their momentum. Um, and then they have to crawl back in the fourth quarter, which they did, outscoring them 15-11. to 11. It just, 
They needed those extra eight points that they couldn't get in the third quarter. Yeah, it was a battle. When you're fighting uphill, uh, going from a, a mediocre quarter, I mean, less than a mediocre quarter, to be honest with you. Nothing was going right for them. There were, there were shots and calls, and, and they couldn't find their groove in the third quarter. When the fourth came, they had the momentum going into it, but it, once you're that deep, it's really hard to climb out. But they did take positive outlook on it, and as they go into the tournament, they're going to do well. And I want to tell you something. I'm going to tell our Game Talk Nation something. The University of South Carolina has potential to take it all the way and face Texas A&M in the SEC Conference Tournament. And I'm going to tell you why. Let me tell you why. There are possible teams. <laughs> there are possible teams that USC can play. Now, there's Missouri, which they won, 77-62. There's Alabama, which they won, 87-63 and 77-60. There's Ole Miss. Oh, by the way, they won that game, 68-43. <laughs> Arkansas, wait a minute. Uh, yeah, they won that game too as well, 104-82. to And then there's Tennessee. They did lose to Tennessee, 67-75. to But I'm going to tell you why they lost that game. Davis for Tennessee shot 50% from the field, 50% from the three-point line, 10 for 10 on free throws, 12 rebounds, and 24 points. She was unstoppable, just like the UConn Bushler was unstoppable. It's, it, it, there's, there's always that one special player for the other team is what it's going to take to beat USC. And so all these teams that USC could possibly meet in the tournament, there's not going to be any competition because USC is going to be out for blood, they're going to, if they face Tennessee, it's not even going to be close, and they will take revenge back on Texas A&M back in the SEC championship game. Yes, and that's exactly what I was looking through, looking through all the different possibilities. They're projected, uh, they're projected it's Alabama to play in the first round, which we beat them twice, um, stomped them in the second time around uh, by 24. I mean, all these teams, we have owned the SEC the past couple years, so... Uh, I'm not scared of any of these teams for our women. Um, I feel like we're going to be right back into it. And Texas A&M, they better be scared if we if they see us in the finals. It's called uh, trembling. It's called trembling. They need yes. to be sweating, not just scared, man. They need to be sweating <laughs> bullets because they dodged a bullet, to be honest with you. They did, and uh, Tennessee's the same way. They better hope that uh, one of their girls could get another, another game like that. Shooting 50% is almost unheard of from any basketball player. So uh, having that against us, that's – and then you talked about UConn. That was there. We'll see them in the, uh, in the real tournament. But, uh, but with Paige, I mean, when a, when a scorer gets like that and gets that red hot, that's the only way you're going to have to beat us. You're going to have to cut our heads off. And, Absolutely. And, it's either going to be a one-person show or it's going to be everybody on that team, including the bench – has to find some kind of momentum to think, you know, this is USC. This is Gamecock. Yep. This is who we rate against. They are the golden standard. We need to step up our, our game. And it's a few players this season and a few benches have been able to do that. But they can't do that consistently against our Gamecock Nation women. Come on now. We are the best team in the country, hands down. Everybody who's beat us has had an outstanding game. Yeah, exactly. And uh... – we're talking about Boston. She's the, she was the co-defensive uh, player of the year, right? Yep, defensive honors. Um, so it's, I mean, we're, we're forced to be reckoned with. Uh, these women, they're, they're not going to stand down. They're going to use that as motivation. Uh, and it reminds me, if we're talking about um, pro, pro teams, it reminds me of the Golden State Warriors. They, uh, they're a little weaker now, but 
they're 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 facing the competition the same way that they would have faced when they had all their all-stars. They're ready to fight anyone and everyone's trying to rip their head off. Everyone is so mad at them for winning all the time. So everyone's just mad at us for winning all the time. So we're ready to come in, ready to sweep, and we're ready to get it done. You're right, you're right. Golden State Warriors got that legacy still attached to them. Mm -hmm. They have now have the legacy of Chicago Bulls, the Boston Celtics, the L.A. Lakers, that as long as Stephen Curry is there, they, they, they want to beat him and show them that they can play as well at his level. And that is what all these other teams are trying to do with our co-defensive player of the year, as you mentioned, and, and Aaliyah Boston. It's all, by the way, she's an all-SEC first team, Naismith Trophy semifinalist. Oh, we got other people. We got other people. Zaya Cook. She was all SEC first team, one of five in the country that are up for the Ann Myers Drysdale Award finalists. So we got we we have not only just average players that can score at will, we got superstar players that will score at will and will defend you. And eventually, the the country will see not only in the SEC tournament but in the in the national tournament as well that. You're not going to mess with the South Carolina. You're not going to mess with Don Staley. And I'm sorry to UConn, Texas A&M, the Oregon's out there who think they have a chance. Um, I, I wish you luck. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yes, and we wish uh, we wish the women luck tomorrow. It looks like they are going to be playing Alabama. So good luck to them tomorrow. Um, and good luck in the rest of the tournament. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be recapping it every week. And uh, we can't see them go into late, late March and win this whole thing. Absolutely. And Gamecock Nation, make sure you turn on the TV and watch that game if you can't be there. Support your uh, your women's basketball team because, as Don Staley said, it's so weird to walk into the stadium and see a handful of people. There's like 3,500 people capacity that are allowed in, in the CLA, the Colonial Life Arena. So we are. it's not a home game. Yes, it's an SC in Greenville, but if you can reach out. Uh, send if you are if you are a, uh, a classmate if you are a friend if you're somebody send them a tweet send them an Instagram message send them a Facebook saying we're watching you on TV uh, do a high speed layup for us do a great pass bring the uh, the the tournament statue home again as we have done many times before yes and uh, to move on we said this uh, at the beginning not to uh, not to insult them. But a disappointing men's basketball season is coming soon to a close. And it's dis- I think it's disappointing for everyone. You know, it's disappointing for the fans. And I know these players know they can do better and know that they can play to a high level where we aren't... I- I'm not counting them out yet. They're- if we play Georgia in the SEC tournament, we'll win it all if we play Georgia the whole time. Because apparently we have their number. But it's, it's funny with this team. We are talking about men's, right? Yes, yes. Okay, I just want to make sure we're on the same. Sorry, I, I that wasn't a clear transition. Yes. yes. Okay, the, uh, okay. The men's basketball team. Um, so they're, you know, everyone's in the tournament. So hopefully we can uh, we can get some teams, we can get some upsets going. Um, and maybe maybe we just get it, we spark a run. I just, uh, I'm not sure with this team. It's it's sad to see where they, uh, where they ended up. Um, and I know, I know these guys can play better. And 
that, that I, I know Frank Martin wants better with these guys too. Well, when it comes to the men's basketball team, I had a, a student friend of mine was at the Arkansas, I pronounce it Arkansas, by the way, <laughs> Arkansas, the Arkansas game. And he, he literally described it to me in a text message. He said, man, it looks like Arkansas is playing scrimmage. It looks like they're practicing. Because men's, the men's basketball, it was it just so deflated. It's, it's, they shot 37%, man. Three-point percentage, 26%. Free throw, 56%. I mean, it's just it's hard to it's hard to watch them play like this, and it's hard to see them so demoralized about where they are, and it's ending up fifty. I mean, fifty six percent from free throws, and that's shooting twenty three free throws. That I mean, that is that's really really that, not good. That's unbelievable. But I, I you got to get credit to Arkansas because they did shoot fifty five percent from. From field goal, three point forty five percent from three point, fifteen for thirty three. That's remarkable. Yeah, that's ninety two percent from the free throw line, and they had three players of twenty points or more, and one dude was off the chain. You know, Moses Moody, twenty eight points, ten for fifteen field goals, four for nine for three pointers, four for four and um, free throw shots, seven boards. I mean, they couldn't miss. It, it was like you know. They were in the zone, but so you have to you have to say something about the SC is that they may be in a lot of games, but a lot of games that they've lost, the other team has just been lights out. I mean, it, it, there's really nothing you can do about it. No, it's you're right, exactly. There's the games that they they get crushed by. It's because like these guys can't miss. These guys aren't missing, and these guys. Uh, and then there's also a ton of close games. I mean, there was a ton of close games earlier in the season. Then we had that break almost a month break of playing basketball. And then we had another break because uh, we got COVID again. I mean, just so many uh, disappointing things that's happened with this team where um, they couldn't get a rhythm going, you know? They couldn't get uh, stuff together. They couldn't form a team, really. Yeah, you're right. And you know what? Let's, let's... On March 6th, which is when? Which is Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. Our USA, our USC men's basketball team will travel. They will travel to Kentucky. Now, historically, Kentucky has been a hard team to play against. They've had high, uh, so many numbers of NBA players go. The one and duns, you know, the uh, John Walls. The, I mean, it, it's unbelievable. But for some yeah. reason, this year, they're eight and fifteen, and our USC Gamecocks are six and thirteen. Now, note. The first time these two played together was February 24th, 1928. And we did lose 40 to 56, but let's bring it back to the forefront. Kentucky has lost two in a row going into Saturday's game. They lost against Ole Miss and Florida by an average of 16 points. That's telling you that USC not only has a chance, but they have a good chance. You know, they're, they're, you, uh, Kentucky is not winning like they normally do, and USC is on the, on the, on the, the bubble of, of winning. And to beat Kentucky, that is, that's a big game. Even though neither team are, are doing well, Kentucky is a big-name team to beat. And I think they have a really good chance. And I think that would be a great way to, uh, to end the regular season, to get into the tournament, uh, beating Kentucky, beating, as you said, uh, a historically great team 
that is the uh, as we were talking about with the women's that everyone wants to beat. Uh, it's it's Kentucky, it's um, it's North Carolina, it's Duke. Uh, so knocking off Kentucky would be a great way to end the season, really bring the team together, and hopefully could build something for next year and for the tournament. You're you're right, and like you said, it's the name. Just beating that yeah. name, our players, our players that will be returning next year can tell themselves, you know, we beat Kentucky last year. And even though if Kentucky has a great recruiting season, we still beat Kentucky last year, and that is a big name. So let's go into this game on Saturday. Again, as I was telling about saying about the women's team, if you're in a class, if you know any of these players, tell uh, A.J. Lawson and Keyshawn Bryant and T.J. Moss, bro, we got your back. No matter what happens, we got your back. So give it, give it your all, win, lose, or draw, but give it your 100% and, and give Frank Martin that win at the end of the season and to go into next year with a sense of confidence, you know? Let, let's, yeah. let's build on this. Yes, and uh, I mean, if, if we just take it back to a Saturday ago, um, we take it back to February 27th where they played the Georgia Bulldogs. It was the first game of... Uh, Trayvon Minot, he's the uh, he's the Canadian that we got uh, halfway through the season, and he it was his first start. He had ten minutes, and he was unstoppable in those ten minutes. Uh, we didn't need him the rest of the game because of how much we were dominating Georgia by, but uh, we can build off that. And Jermaine Kusnard, I just love how they say it on the uh, announcer announcing board. Um, he scored twenty three. His uh, I mean, his high in a while. He's been off for a while, so. I mean, if we can just hit on all cylinders like that, uh, we can end the season really strong and as a real as a real team. As we mentioned it before, it's not TJ all. The, it's not AJ all the time. It's not Keyshawn yeah. Bryant all the time. Just like you said, Minot, uh, Quiznard, uh, dude shot fifty percent not only field goal, but he shot fifty percent for three point as well. So it, it's they, we have the capability, we have the talent. But as, as Martin once said, we have too many individuals. Now, if we can go into this game and use the, the, the I want to say it was a 95, 96 Chicago Bulls team where they learned <laughs> to play their role. I am the passer. I am the rebounder. I am the shooter. I'm going to do this. I'm going to find your niche and stick to it. And you can go into Kentucky and win. And these, these younger men, they have, a, they have the talent. They have the, the know-how. They have the desire and want to take over these starting positions, to be honest with you. And so they're going to be able to prove something to know going into next season. Yo, Coach Martin, that's my spot, bro. And he's going to give them the opportunity if they show it. Exactly. And uh, as you were saying, I mean, uh, Trey Hannibal, TJ Moss, these guys got to step up. They want to be uh, They want to be starting next year. They want to be playing next year. Um, and we're going to have, you know, we're going to have some new guys, new blood uh, new people to fill the roles, and it'll be it's going to be really nice to uh, hopefully they can all come together and uh, work as a team one last time and try to beat Kentucky. Absolutely, they have to they have to do what we call in in TV broadcasting class. They have to melt. You have to bring each one of these players is a clip, and once you bring all these clips into one, you make a package. And then once the package is all combined to one, you start working that package well. You melt them together. And these players need to know. I think they need to know something. I think every one of our teams need to know, especially football as well. There are thousands and thousands of South Carolinians 
even Americans across the country who want to play basketball here at the University of South Carolina. They they watch it. They see the history. They want to play for Frank Martin. This program is historic. We've won before. We will get back to the promised land. So why don't you go out there and prove yourself, prove your skills and talent that you have that Frank Martin saw once he recruited you. Show it again. Prove to yourself that I don't care who you recruit, Mr. Martin or coach. I This is my spot. Okay, you better prove it. Better prove it. Let's do it. You know, that's what needs to happen. Yes, that was needs to happen. And um and then maybe maybe that sparks a tournament run. Maybe we can get some we can get some lucky breaks, we can get some tournament runs, and uh just get some, you know, get, uh, be talked about a little bit. Be like, oh, you see what happened in South Carolina. You see what's uh you see what's going on there, you know? Uh so that's all we really need, and we'll be back there soon. Uh I believe in everything that they're doing over there, so I'm excited for for the end of the season, and I'm excited for next year. Absolutely. And one more thing I want to say before we leave, and not leave, but move on to our next topic, is that when a team is losing, you don't hear a lot about it. You don't hear the students talking about it. You don't see signs up in downtown South Carolina or Columbia. You know, we need to win, lose, or draw. Our fan base needs to continuously step up and say, hey, we still support you. And Believe it or not, as Don Staley stated, fans make the biggest difference in the world. LeBron James plays so much better. The NBA, the NFL plays so much better when there are fans in the stands. So even if we can't be there, let's go ahead and show support. Go to the Gamecock Twitter sites. Go to the Instagram. Go to the, go to the USC uh, sites and do as much as you can. Show support. And don't be down on yourself and know that we are still here for you. Give 100% and know that we love you no matter what. Exactly. And uh, let's uh, let's switch up the, the order for a sec since you just said fans in the stands. Next season, Williams-Brice, we're back. We will be back at full capacity. Um, the, number one, the number one stadium in the world will be back to full capacity. Um, and this team, I don't know if... I don't know if you have uh, if you've seen the the photos or the videos or the the hype stuff, but this team is getting fired up every week. I see new videos of them in practice, them fighting with each other in a good way, them uh comp competing each other. Shane Beamer on the field yelling at him, doing the practices with him, uh really coaching him. I'm really excited for this team, and so should the rest of Columbia. Oh, I am. I'm excited. You know, I'm yeah. going, bro, man. I am growing. <laughs> Brady, don't call me Tom. I am going. And I know you're going to go, too, as well. And I know some other student fans of mine are going to be there. I am excited. I am so excited. And I know every one of our Gamecock Nation, WUSC 90.5 fans are listening right now. And they are going to go on the schedule, on the men's football schedule, and start buying these tickets and filling those stands. If you're a student, get your tickets as soon as you can. And if you're a fans out uh, listening to this show, go on to Gamecock Nation. Order you the, the tickets are available now. In fact, let me tell and, you. And go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say if you live in Columbia and you can make it to all the games, the season tickets they are uh, they're cheap. They are back to 2010 price because uh, Ray Tanner thought it was a good idea to have it reduced back to 2010 price because that was the last time Mr. Shane Beamer was on the staff. So that's super exciting. If you live in Columbia, no-brainer. Got to come to the game. Absolutely. For those of you who could not afford it. Now, the reason they're doing this is, one, to fill the seats. We need to fill the seats. The price was going to be $415 
which with COVID, which financial situations, people can't afford certain things. Shane Beamer wanted to make a send a message to the Columbia community that he supports not only his football team, he supports each and every one of you to come out, spend only $320 for an entire season. That's unheard of. Yeah, that that's a really bar- that's a bargain. Fans, if you think that this is just a way for USC to fill the seats to make money, you got something coming because we're not making any money off of $320 season <laughs> tickets. This is to get our fan base back into williams Bryce Stadium, show support for the team, bring back the luster that we had a year and a half ago when the fans were filling up William Bryce. The student section was going crazy off the sandstorm, watching our players come onto the field and just ripping and roaring. That, that's what we're trying to get back. So you need, need to thank Shane Beamer, thank the, the USC administration, and let them know that, hey, we are going to take advantage of these prices. We're going to fill these seats up quick, fast, and hurry. Yeah, and as you're saying, it's not just Beamer supporting the students. It's not just Beamer supporting, you know, the, uh, the fancy people in the, uh, the Gamecock Club that, you know, of course we have. We love the Gamecock Club. We love everyone that's part of it. But it's supporting the common people of Columbia. We want, us, we want people to care about the city again. Uh, we want that atmosphere. I mean, it's hard to play in Columbia. If, if, you, uh, if you hear your quotes from NFL players now, they still say the best stadium they've ever played in and the best fan base they've ever heard was Gamecock Nation at Williams Price Stadium. It's a mess here, bro, in the most positive way. As they say, a female's <laughs> hot. Ooh, she's fat. That's what SC football is about. It's fat. People need to come out and hang out at William Bryce Stadium. Tailgating is incredible here. This is one of the best football, college football experiences you'll ever have. They talk about Alabama's and Kentucky's and, and, and LSU's and, and even Kitty Cat Clemson. They say it's, it's pretty good. But it's nothing like USC. It's nothing the University of South Carolina. I'm not talking about no Trojans, little horse riders. I'm talking about some big old chicken gamecock roosters. You need to come out and may have this experience that you even if you come one time, it's a lifetime experience that you'll never forget. So go ahead and get those tickets. Get those season long tickets. Bring your family out. Enjoy not only the, the stadium, but enjoy the football game itself. Enjoy the fans. Enjoy making new friends. It's an experience that you must do. So go out and get your tickets. We're waiting. We are waiting. And uh, just to, to, to before we wrap things up, uh, let's talk about the men's baseball team for a second. I mean, this team, this team is looking promising, my friend. Oh, it's doing more than that. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and if you can say Bark, you know who Clark is, Mr. Wes Clark. He is Unbelievable off the charts. He's hitting 560. Did you know that? 560. You know what that means? That means if he got pitched at 1,000 times, he's going to hit 560 of them with 15 runs, 14 hits, 8 home runs, 17 RBIs, 11 (laughs) walks. His on-base percentage is way off the charts at 694. This dude's insane. And back-to-back game winners against Clemson, right? Absolutely. Yes, sir. We, We own the state. We slept Clemson. We've only had to, we've had to play, um, you know, we have we've had played uh, three games against Dayton, uh, won all of them. We played three games against Clemson. One got postponed due to the rain, but the other two we still swept them. I mean, it was it. There's been no competition so far, um, and then we we play we just played Windrop. I don't I don't even know. Uh, 
don't even know what school that is. But uh, we won 19-8. I mean, we are smoking these teams. And uh, the next next big team is Texas coming up next. You know, it's it's not even close. Dayton, 28-7 to in three games. Clark had four home runs. Clemson, 11-9 <laughs> to in two games. That was supposed to be a competitive game. As you said, one was postponed. Clark still had two home runs, and they played two games against Winthrop, and they outscored them 31-12 with three home runs by who? Clark. That's right. One more thing. <laughs> you know, this weekend, they're coming up with Mercer. They're playing Mercer at Founders Park. And on the 5th, which is tomorrow, at 4 p.m., be there. They play Thomas Farr versus Tommy Green 0-1. Uh, Tommy Green and Tommy Thomas Farr, unbelievable 1.5 ERA, 12 innings pitch, 15 strikeouts already. They play March 6th at 4 p.m., March 7th at, at noon, all at Founders Park. And by the way, SC leads this all-time series 28-8. to SC has won 16 straight, dating back to 1980. They have not played Mercer since April 11th of 1989. So the fun fact of the day is how many days, if we had fans call in, I'd give it 10 bucks if you can name the exact time within five minutes. How many days has it been since Mercer has played South Carolina? <laughs> um, all right. Well, yeah, and Mercer's coming up, and then the Citadel, and then big name Texas. So we're coming up, some great games, uh, all in Founders Park. As we've been saying with every team, go out and support. Founders Park, it's, and it's, it's, it's a fun time. Oh, by the way, our fielding percentage... Our defensive fielding percentage is off the chain. We have 12 players with 1,000% fielding percentage. You know what that means? That means no errors. They're doing an outstanding job. Colin Burgess, 986. He is 69 for 74. You know what that means? The balls came to him 74 times. He's hit. He's knocked out 69 of the runners. Unbelievable. You know You know what I love, Jay, about what you're reading about right now is that you keep saying, uh, do you know what that means? And the best part is I don't know what that means because I don't watch baseball. So... I'm glad I'm glad you're explaining it to me. You're explaining it to listeners, um, but I have been watching this team, um, and, I, and I'm not a baseball guy. But this team is fun to watch. Its team is incredible. Um, even in their close games, it's it's always a blast at the end, um, and I can't wait to watch some more. Absolutely, it's seemingly an all-star game or all-star players versus a regular game every time they play. You need to come out, fans. They have a 584-seat capacity. Fill those seats. Students, go out. Support your team. I know you know some of the players out there, and you're going to be all over West Clark, all over Colin Burgess and Tommy Farr, outstanding pitching. Come on, come out. Show some support. Get yourself a jersey, a hat. You know I'm always wearing something, Gamecock. I know you can do the same. Let's do it. Get together. Let's make Gamecock Nation not only a baseball, basketball, but only a football, an equestrian, a track. Let's do it together. Let's be a team and a family. Come on out. Yeah, so that does it for this week. Um, some other things in sports before we go is that the, uh, the All-Star Weekend is coming up uh, for the NBA, and so is the trade deadline. And I'm actually shocked that they're still doing the All-Star game. They're still doing the dunk contest, the three-point contest. Uh, they're still doing all of it. So that's pretty surprising to me. Uh, I figured the, the players would want a break. Um, and they do want a break, but, you know, NBA's got it. It's a business first. So that's how that is. And then the, uh, it's the most nerve-wracking time for NFL fans. Um, it's right before the, the NFL New Year. So right before free agency, big trades, uh, the draft's coming up. So all fun stuff there. That, uh, that we'll be able to break down at the end of shows. Um, and that does it for the countdown. The music for the show is called No Time to Lose by Morning Light Music. The countdown is a production by WSC News and is produced by myself and Jay Weaver. 
If you like what you hear and want to check out other WSC news podcasts, head over to garnetmediagroup.org or any podcast streaming service. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at WSC News. All right. And that does it for the week. I'm Brady Fitzgerald. j Dog, And the countdown ends in three, two, one.